and welcome to Deal Moody, Melbourne Demon Fan Podcast. My name is Kieran Iyer, and I'm joined today by Nita Rao, who was dropped last week <laughs> after form and attitude issues got the better of her. Uh, Nita, you've had a spell in the twos. Uh, how does it feel to be back in the, uh, the main squad this week? Ah, oh, you know, after another devastating loss, not alone. Not that much better. I'm kind of like Jesse, I feel. Like, I think I've got really bad body language issues. You've had the sulk. I've you? had the sulk, and I've just gone out to have a smoke. And like, <laughs> it didn't make you play better. Did not make me play better, no, not at all. Um, I'm either just, like, complaining and asking for a free kick or just not actually <laughs> trying to lead it at all. Um, no, look, it was awful. I, I really think that it's just shown to me that we lack not just composure, but I think we just lack the skill level to be a serious competitor this season. Mm. I think we are, you know, a whole bunch of very honest triers, and they do work very, very hard, but we just don't have the skill level. Yeah, and I I think this weekend, I mean, obviously there are the issues with with injuries that go with that saying and Lewis being out and whatever, and they they played a, a role, obviously. But you look at our midfield and it's, you know, Jones, Viney, Tyson, um, even Oliver, who's a gun, there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of polish. There's and the, they're players that really like to handball. I don't think yeah. any of them really like to kick. I mean, no. the, the kick-to-handball ratios are, are bizarre. They're overwhelming. The overwhelming. Well, I mean, Jones's kicking game on the weekend was, I thought, really, really poor. And I usually, I thought Jones has gotten so much better with his he kicking has. over he the has. years. But last, last week, he had, like, he had a bit of a, a blip. Um, Tyson's kicking has just been really concerning. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. Even a couple of Oliver's kicks. I mean, you just forgive Oliver because he's just such a gun in general. But yeah. Um, I mean, v- Viney's kicking has never been his strength. Never been and his hasn't strength. gotten better this season. Yeah, I thought it would. I don't know. See, I the thing that concerns me about Melbourne is after the past three weeks, I've been wondering if any of that midfield brigade has even improved, except for Oliver. Like, who mm. in that midfield has improved? I don't think Viney has. We, I think we all thought Viney would take the next step and he'd be, you know, he'd really tr- start to try and assert himself as a, as a really good like midfielder, like a gun midfielder, really. Mm. But I don't think that's happened, and I'm not sure if that will happen this season. It might just be he's adjusting to becoming the captain. I mean, he's, he's trying to show a lot of aggression. He's working very hard. There's no question he's giving everything. Maybe he's just trying too hard to be a good captain and forgetting about um, focusing on his own game. Yeah, uh, does it make you think that maybe we gave him the captaincy too soon? I don't know. It's oh, still too early to tell. He's, yeah, and he's going to be he's going to be captain for a long time. Yeah, Even if he absolutely. has a bit of a drop off this season, we can we can live with that. Yeah, like he's a, he's a ten year player for the club. The concern for me is Tyson's kicking. It really is. A, it's real. It's a real worry. Tyson's kicking kicking's a worry. And look, the one thing that makes me feel a bit better is. I think Lewis coming back will mean that he can play more in the middle. middle. Uh, Salem yeah. can play more in the middle. Yeah. I really like the idea of playing Watts as more of a kind of a on-baller, even if yeah. he's not rucking technically or as a winger. Uh, we just need to inject that class in. Because That's right. The depressing thing about the weekend is, I mean, the effort is there. They're giving everything. They're giving everything. They just don't have the skills. And they, well, the, it's actually not even skills. It's the foot skills. That's what it is, really. Right. I mean, the one thing I will say about Tyson is potentially we're being harsh on this podcast considering he had a really bad interrupted preseason where he, you know, had a like knee injury and things like that. So I mean, look, maybe he's still getting back to adjusting. But it was, it has been a little bit of a concern the past three weeks. I think, yeah. um, just the overall sort of kicking skill level of this team. Right. Anyway, it's a huge problem. But look, having said that, despite the frustration of the loss, um, you know, managing to get a twenty point 
lead against an unbeaten team without it's any Richmond, Ruffman. Though. It's it Richmond. Richmond. It's Richmond. And we hate it's Richmond. It's infuriating. It is infuriating. Sorry, Gallus. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> um, but there were some positives. I thought Hibbard played one of the best de- awesome. debuts for the club that yeah. I, I can even remember. He's really good. I, I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought Melksham in the first half um, was very good, and Melksham's a player who really hasn't looked like much this season at all. No, I mean, he's the thing I was concerned about him is he, he seems to like, always look like he's about to give away a 50-meter penalty. Like, that's yeah. really – he kind of makes me nervous. Or a big turnover. Or a big turnover. Something stupid, really. Yeah. Um, but he did look a lot better on the weekend. And obviously, Oliver, it goes without saying. I mean, if we'd won, Oliver would have been the story. Yeah. He's just – he's an absolute beast. He's brilliant. He's and so good. And Jaden Hunt, obviously. And Jaden Hunt had yet another Yeah, another great game. game. So Amazing that, goal. Love it. Yeah. So, they're definitely positives. And I guess – as long-suffering Melbourne supporters, we're used to Melbourne getting blown out, losing by 50, 100 points. And somehow it's, it hurts a bit more, I feel, when you get close because you you feel the agony of nearly getting there. Oh, it does. Yeah. And I feel like we deserve this. You know, we've been yeah. waiting in the wilderness for a while now. So I know. Ugh. I know. But anyway, let's turn to some of the big questions. Um, and the first <laughs> on that particular topic is a bit of an existential question that you've been raising, Nina, over the I last have. couple of days. Which is, why do we support Melbourne? I'm very philosophical <laughs> in my bad moods at four in the morning after I've watched a Melbourne loss. So I have been thinking, why do I support Melbourne? And I was sitting there. I'm not going to lie to the listeners out there. And please feel free to judge me as I should be judged. I watched the GWS Sydney game on the weekend. And I sat there thinking, my God. And obviously GWS are an impossible standard. But a part of me sat there thinking, like, if you supported this team... Instead of seeing Alex Neil Bullen turn the ball over in, <laughs> in the opposition's forward 50 and kick a deliberate out of bounds, which leads to a, like a Greek goal from the boundary line, what you could see is like unbelievably good kicks into the forward 50, you know, incredible defense, zippy transitions from defense to forward line and, you know, general kind of awesomeness. So I did sit there thinking maybe I've, you know, Maybe I know it's obviously not socially acceptable and it's obviously not sort of morally acceptable no. to change kick teams. It's not acceptable in this relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely not. I'll probably get dumped after this <laughs> podcast. Um, but it's not acceptable. But at the same time, I did sit there thinking, man, I really wish I could watch Kelly kicking into the forward 50. Oh, sure. And I mean, of course. I mean, everyone wants to Devin see. Devin Smith kicking into the forward 50 and not, you know, holding my breath as, you know, Tom McDonald decides to go for goal. Yeah, but you know what I mean? I couldn't care less about GWS's successes because I just think, who the hell cares about some manufactured team with all the yeah, draft yeah. picks, um, you know, getting everything handed on the table. Well, we get... got a lot handed to us as well, just Oh, but I. we had some really grim times, of right? Of course we and, and we're still not all that good. The point is, Melbourne's in our heart and in our blood, you know? I mean, don't you feel that? I feel like the fact that we've been through all these losses, uh, you know, we've ridden this whole journey, that means that... The wins are more sweeter. Even if the wins don't come, you know, the losses have some kind of significance, don't you think? But they make my day significantly worse. I'm not sure what else, what other significance you really want to describe. I don't, I don't watch footy just to see whoever the best player in the competition is kicking a goal from a difficult position. I'm in it for the narrative. I'm in it for the Neil Bullen who kind of You're looked like nothing. You're in it for Neil Bullen. And he's improved. He's improved. He has improved. He's a perfectly solid player. We can all see a little bit of Neil Bullen in ourselves sometimes. Oh, God. Um, you know, we're, we're riding a journey and we've had this terrible team that's now starting to become decent. And yes, it's not happening as quickly as we want it to, 
But we can't write them off now. They're giving it their all. The injury toll is terrible. The injury toll is very bad. And it, it is a very, it's a huge concern for Melbourne. Everybody, yeah. it's extraordinary. Even GWS, if they lost Mumford and Lop, let's see how they'd go. I mean, they'd yeah. lose, they would still be a good team, but they would lose a lot more games. And they'd be uh, much more vulnerable. No question, man. No question. I mean, I like, agree with you, but I just sort of... Let's say they, they lose Mumford, Love, and Cameron's out suspended. Maybe they'd win because they've got a lot of good players, but you wouldn't say it's a certainty. And that's kind of our position, right? Yeah. No, I agree. We've, we've, the injuries have completely crippled us. There's no doubt about it. And, like, our... I mean, if the reality is, is, I mean, like Mumford, our midfield is very, very reliant on Gorn. Yeah. And, you know... Yeah. It's exactly the same as with Bumpet, right? Like their midfield is very much reliant on him getting, you know, exactly. amazing tap outs. Exactly. And so, you know, every club in the competition would be struggling in our position. What I'm glad about is we're giving everything. Yeah. It's frustrating because we lack the polish to win. Yeah. But, you know, we're giving it our all. Um, and I guess the, the short-term question is the next big question is how do we fix our ruck issues or how do we at least minimise the damage? In the yeah, field? it's funny because last, I think a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking about come at the moment, come at the pencil. And now <laughs> it's hasn't got the same ring to it, but come at the moment, come at the pedo. Come at the pedo. Yeah, yeah. which is really <laughs> pretty unfortunate um, expression. But it's true. I mean, we, we now have to go to Pedersen. After all this time, he's finally getting the call-up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the coaching staff seems to have done everything in their power I to guess. not go to Pedersen. Exactly. But we, we can't put... Is it Mitch King or Max King? It's, it's Mitch King it's now. It's Mitch, yeah. Mitch King now. I wasn't sure which one it was. We can't go to him. So now it's either Watts tries to rock an entire game himself, which I don't think which is... It clearly a, won't work. It's not going to work. Um, or we just have to go to Pedersen. I think it's just got to be a rotation between Watts and Pedersen. I think they both yeah. play 50% of the game in the rough. What about Frost? Uh, no, I think we need Frost up back against most teams. I mean, I think I think he played a pretty solid game, and I don't think he's all that great at Ruckman. Not that Watts is Not either. That Watts. It's just basically a question of who we, can who we do you want close to the ball? Around. Yeah, exactly. Really. Or maybe who we want close to the ball. Yeah, I think rotate Watts and Pedersen. Try and make them like Jackson Trengove was support Adelaide, just a kind of a battering ram, um, get some possessions, win the ball around the ground. We're going to lose the taps again. We're going to lose them like, spectacularly. But... We just need our players, particularly players like Tyson, to start... Um, Reading. Reading the opposition Ruckman. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what we have. I mean, we really don't have a choice. I mean, Goodwin said we're going to try creative solutions. I'm not but... sure what these creative <laughs> solutions are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we have Unless much Unless it was a time with, do you remember when they put the Western Bulldogs put Ling Jong in the Ruck? <laughs> yeah, that's creative. I that was it's... creative. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah. Um, okay, so our Ruck issues are a problem. Um, but in the short term, again, is there anyone in the reserves we can elevate to fix our skill issues? Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I just don't know who that person is. Hmm. We just, I just don't know where our outside skill is. Yeah, there's no real silver bullet, is there? We just kind of have to persevere with the current mob. I mean, um, well, there's, okay, so who are the other options? There's, there's Ben are, Kennedy. Ben Kennedy, I mean, maybe, but... I mean, Mitch White's played all right in the VFL. I don't think he's, I wouldn't really describe him as our outside skill. No, he's not. He's not. Wagner, sometimes showed a bit of skill, he's injured, but, you know, when he comes back. He might slow Next. In. Yeah, we're struggling. We're struggling. We literally can't have anyone in the reserves who's... Maybe Dion Johnston. I couldn't tell you a single thing about Dion Johnston, but maybe he can kick. What about Mitch Hannon? Maybe we should bring back Mitch Hannon. I like Mitch Hannon. Yeah. Maybe he's the outside skill we're missing. Essentially, there's nothing in the reserves. There's nothing in the reserves. We're completely doomed. Anyway, that's all right. Let's move on then on that very positive note to the Rowan Bale Award for the most underrated performance. And it's important to remind our, our listeners briefly about Rowan Bale, in case everyone's forgotten. We do this reason. every single week. Well, I think it's important to note that Rowan Bale's profile on the Melbourne website still describes him as a team-first player. I think that's correct. He's not in it for the 
accolades. He's not in it for the Brownlow medal votes. I mean, the Brownlow medal so. isn't into Rowan Bale either. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he's just a guy who wanted to do the team job. And I think this week, there was a clear winner. Sam Frost. Ah, uh, Frosty. And the accidental hero from time to time. But I, I thought he defended really well. He's yeah. quick. He laid some incredible tackles. It was a great chat. He outran um, uh, Daniel Rioli. Daniel Rioli, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like a giraffe hurtling through the savannah. <laughs> no <laughs> idea what he's going to do. No idea. You expect him to be chased down and eaten, but maybe he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty amazing athlete, actually, you have to say. He's a great athlete. And he just still does those hilariously stupid things, which just make you love him. Like that final quarter hit on Jack Rewalt, where he just... <laughs> Decked him behind play, absolutely no reason. Clear free kick 20 metres in front of goal, wasn't paid, thank God. Uh, just a classic Sam Frost moment. I'm glad we put him into the team. I was, I was um, advocating this strongly early on. I still think he's giving us a lot more than Oscar McDonald could. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, I think that, I mean, Oscar McDonald just doesn't have the strength at all to go with some of the big forwards. And, hmm. you know, potentially he will develop some football smarts, which will mean he can read the play better than they can, but ultimately at the moment, I just don't think he has enough presence. Yeah, I think he'll get there, but I think he'll take a while. I think for now, Frost is good. Yeah, we just have to persevere. Okay. So, turning to next week's game um, against Essendon, um, what do you think the ins and outs should be, Nina? So, Lewis in for stretch, or Alex Neil Bullen. I know you really do like this suggestion that Alex Neil Bullen should be out of the team, but oh my God. It's a bit unfortunate for Stretch and Neil Bullen that they always have to be in the same sentence. I know, exactly. They're just kind of so interchangeable, you know? (laughs) Anyway, but I think in this case, they're absolutely interchangeable. I mean, Stretch didn't do much, but like Alex Neil Bullen and, you know, it's a a debate between whether or not you want the guy who doesn't do much or you want the guy who does stuff, but then also like costs you crucial goals. That's absolutely correct. It's a really difficult sort of conundrum to end up in. Do no um, harm or do occasional good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I think Stretch could use a bit of time in the twos because, I mean, he's he's a very solid player, but we just need him to make some impact. He needs to yeah. kick a goal or two, set up a couple of goals. Yeah. He's not really giving us anything particularly significant, I don't think. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the second in has to be Pedro for Spencer. Uh, I mean, no question. No question about that. And then after that, it becomes interesting. So Tim Smith, poor guy, is yeah. out. Uh, with what's happened to him? He's got, so he's got a punctured lung. Is that right? I think that's right. I think that's right. Maybe some broken ribs too. Oh, okay, yeah. broken ribs and stuff as well. Well, yeah, that's very. That's a real shame for him. Um, so I guess the person who comes in will probably be Bug. Maybe. I mean, Bug got thirty-five possessions, kicked five goals in the fifth half. Yeah, that's quite no, a remarkable he's performance. In. He's got to come in. I think just on principle, yeah, you have to I pick agree. Him up to that. How did Dean Kent go in the VFL? Dean Kent had a quiet game, only fifteen touches. Which oh, was pretty disappointing. I thought he was a bit unlucky to be dropped, and I did think we suffered not having him in the forward line. Um, but, I mean, I don't think you can elevate someone after that performance in the VFL. No, not at all. And so. then what about Kennedy? Well, Kennedy was all right. And I have to say, I feel like Kennedy's been a bit unlucky. I mean, he, in the first 10 rounds of last season, he was one of our best players. He was. And then he faded. I think he just adds a bit of X factor. He can create opportunities. Um, he's not a brilliant player, but he has a little bit of something. And our forward line is just not converting right now. It's not. But I'm not sure if Kennedy's the answer to that, to be honest with you. I'm not sure anyone's the answer. But, I mean, the current mix... I mean, Kennedy-Harris yeah. didn't play a very good game, but I feel like we probably should just give him a few weeks, given that he hasn't had much of an opportunity. Yeah, I think that's right. He did look like a deer in the headlights, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, some of those... Some of his decision-making was just very, very poor. Right, right. But it's his first game in, in probably a year, right? Yeah, it was. And he looked really good during the um, JLT series. So maybe it is a, you know, he just needs to get back into football. Yeah. So I think Lewis, Pedro and Bug definitely. Yeah. Maybe a Kennedy. I mean, Trengo keeps playing 
you know, good VFL games. How good, though, are we talking? I mean, they always, Justin Plapp always describes him as one of the best, if not the best, every week. Um, but the problem with Trengo is he's, he's not adding he's skill. He's just like the he's rest of our team. He's not improving the skill yeah. level. Yeah. He's a slow inside midfielder who can't kick all that well. We can't. We just, we have too many of them. I, honestly, I, this has just strengthened my resolve that this year, Melbourne just has to do whatever it can to lure someone like Josh Kelly. It really should. I mean, just throw whatever you need to throw it in. You just throw the checkbook at him. Like, Josh, it's just... Josh Kelly would be great, but I think even more realistically, like an Aaron Hall yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. Um, who's someone else who's kind of quick? I mean, I, I wanted us to go for Motlop. Um, I think it's a bit of a shame we didn't. I don't know yeah. if he'd still be available now. He's had a pretty good start to the season. John wouldn't want to get rid of him. Yeah. But someone with a bit of class and pace. Yeah, we're in desperate need for that, no question. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's not even a... Yeah, if Devin Smith, someone who's just an amazing finisher. Sure, sure. You know? but I mean, every kind of competition. Would oh, absolutely. Them. Everyone would want. Like, I mean, these GWS players. I mean, yeah. I know this podcast probably makes me sound like I'm slightly in love with GWS, which I assure you, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in love with GWS. But a lot of them were in my fantasy team, though, and they all, you know, <laughs> been performing pretty well. But um, the, you know, I mean, the reality with GWS is that you just have to throw a checkbook at them and hopeful, hope right. that they want to turn down multiple premierships right. to come back to, to Victoria. But, you know, who knows if they'd be willing to do that. But the level of class is exactly what we need. Yeah, absolutely. But we're stuck with what we've got. Well, so, on so, that very positive note. <laughs> do we win against Essendon? And, look, we, and this is the game, at least for me, this is our grand final. I despise Essendon. This is the I game know, I care about more I know. than anything. I agree. I hate Essendon uh, as well. I don't think we do. Yeah, I don't think we do either. I just don't think. I think our injuries are going to kill us. I think that we put Joe Danaher, for some inexplicable reason, seems to kick straight every single time he's playing against us, which right. is very infuriating. And Tom McDonald wouldn't be high on confidence after the weekend. No, definitely not. Not after Jack kicks six. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to lose. And it's very disappointing, but I just I think they'll be on a little bit of a high after the Anzac Day game. And... They'll also be tired. It seemed like a very physically taxing game. They have one, one day less break than us. Yeah, I, just, I also just think their skill level is a lot better than ours. I mean, they have a lot of plotters. Yeah, but um, they also have, like, Zach Merritt and, you know, the Eurasia Fantasias of the world and... Yeah, Tip and Woody. Tip and really Woody. Good. They have some class. They have some real class. Yeah. Look, it's a season-defining game for us. I don't think we should win, but if we can just find a way to grind it out, I think it's going to be enormous for our season. Because reality is, with the <coughs> injuries we've had and the setbacks we've had, it has been very difficult. Yeah. So we just this is like a season-defining moment. We win this, we go to 3-3. Three and three, Yes, we probably lose to Adelaide next week, but I think we can kind of build a season out of this. I agree, but I'm just we can try and salvage something. I just don't have much confidence in the team at the moment, to be fair. Right. I like the team. I very much, um, you know, am low on confidence. Yeah, maybe you need another spell in the resis. Maybe. To anyway, get the intensity back up. Um, well, on that uh, glowingly optimistic note, <laughs> thank you all, everyone, for joining uh, Deluded. We've hit 500 listeners. Uh, for the podcast across really? the last five weeks. So thank you all for joining us. Thanks so uh, much, guys. Um, you can uh, find us, of course, uh, on your podcast app a couple of days after every game, depending on Nita's mood, typically. Um, you can uh, really tweet us. i this, but anyway. <laughs> you can tweet us at Deluded. Uh, you can email us at... Um, uh, sorry, email address. Deluded. Deluded1964 at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll hopefully be in your feed next week after a resounding win against Essendon. Nita's back on the bandwagon. Everything's good. Uh, Clancy's depressed, and everything's right with the world. So we'll see you in a week. See you guys.